Hello and welcome back to Imposter Women Podcast, the podcast that tells you you are not an imposter and we help you chase your business goals and dreams unapologetically and with confidence. What's up? It's your girl Mel and I'm bringing you a solo show today where I'm going to be talking about some things to think about if you are trying to quit your nine to five job. So I'm going to share some stories from my own personal experience, quitting my nine to five corporate job in corporate America and what I did and things I thought about before I actually made the decision to quit my job and go into full-time entrepreneurship. I sincerely hope this podcast recording serves you and gives you a little bit of something to think about. Let's have a listen. Two years ago, at the age of 30, I took a chance and I left my corporate full-time job to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. At the time, I was working for a huge healthcare company in Minnesota in the United States, and I was in corporate America doing data analytics. I had a master's degree in economics. I was saving diligently for retirement, saving for a house. I had a nice car two beautiful motorcycles and basically doing all the things that I should have been doing to kind of check that box to say that I was living a good life. And underneath it all, I was really suffocating. I remember I was having so many health, negative health outcomes. Um, I remember at my workplace, I would look out this tiny window in my office and daydream about living life on my own terms. I would dream about running my own business, riding my motorcycles anytime I wanted, and just enjoying my life on my own terms. But more than any of those things, I wanted the freedom and I wanted control to live how I wanted. So I quit my nine to five job. It was super secure. It was a high paying job. Um, And I quit it cold turkey and went full force into working for myself and starting a business. It was a huge leap of faith and it was the riskiest thing that I've ever done. But I figured that I had more to lose if I stayed in that position than I did if I were to take a chance on myself and go and try and do something different, learn and like really just kind of run things how I wanted to. So the leap of faith was crazy. It has been a huge wild ride. It was two years ago, a little more than two years ago. Um, But the leap of faith has paid off so many ways for me. So Um, my life has become so much richer, more dynamic and vivid than I could have ever have imagined. I feel like I kind of went to the university of life for a while and I, and I'm like a lifelong learner, lifelong studier there. Um, but I learned some really real deep lessons that have changed my life forever that have changed who I am beyond anything that I could have learned in a nine to five job. Hi and welcome back. I'm Melissa Hassong. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach and the co-host of Impossible Women podcast. I help women get out of their head and into the saddle of their most abundant, empowered life so they can take back control, become master manifestors, build businesses and create wealth beyond their wildest dreams. Before I quit my nine to five job, I laid some deep, deep groundwork 
for success that I want to share with you today. Looking back, I really believe it was these key things that helped me stay on track and keep going when things got really hard because inevitably they do when you work for yourself and a lot of unexpected things come up that you cannot anticipate. And that's kind of part of the fun. But these things really set me up for success on the way. And if you are someone who is thinking about quitting your job, if you work for someone else at the moment, but maybe you have a dream to be self-employed or start a business, then I want you to listen up because this is going to be a shortcut for you. It's going to save you a ton of time and energy um, that you don't have to figure out on your own. So I've done the hard work, blood, sweat and tears have gone into this um, so that you can save some time. Before I jump in, I wanted to let you know about my abundant life guide. So this is full of all of my favorite affirmations and journal prompts, and it really helped me find my unique skills and helped me uncover and get clarity on what kind of business I wanted to start. And then all of the affirmations are really empowering to kind of reprogram your subconscious mind to actually believe that you can accomplish your dreams. Because if you're watching this, I know you have really amazing dreams that you want to pursue. So this will help you get there. I am going to drop a link in the notes section below this so you can check that out later. So here are the five things that I want you to think about before quitting your nine to five job. The first thing is money. So that green stuff, it's the most obvious one, right? But that's because it's super important. And if you're watching this, I know you have really big dreams that are freaking amazing, but in the process of making those dreams come true, you still need to live, you still need to pay your bills, uh, you still need to eat. So my process of quitting my job actually started several years before I quit. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I was just saving money in a savings account for like a rainy day that I thought, like maybe it would come, but it was like more money than I needed. So luckily I had the privilege, this job was well-paying and I could save that financial buffer essentially that I needed that actually came in massive handy when I did quit my job and go full force into entrepreneurship. So I acknowledge that super privileged position, not everyone is able to do that, but it doesn't matter what kind of job you have right now in this second, start saving money. Even if you call it like um, an entrepreneur operating fund or call it something cute that inspires you, start stashing that cash because that is going to make you feel so much freer when you become an entrepreneur and you are working for yourself. So here's like a step-by-step of things that I did and I hope that you can kind of gain some insight from this. Um, So the first thing I want you to do is figure out how much money you can save per paycheck. Look at your total amount after tax and say, you know, it's $20 or maybe it's like 20% of your paycheck. Go to your bank, open up a savings account specifically for this reason. Name it something cute like your baller fund, your millionaire fund, something like that. That's going to like really inspire you. Set up regular deposits into this account based on that amount that you've decided that you can spare every paycheck. And this works really great. You can do it through your bank automatic deposit every time you get paid in cash or every time you get paid, you can just set up that 
um, deposit from bank account to bank account. If you get paid in cash, then a really like a similar way to do it would be to have an envelope um, stashed in your house somewhere. And then you put that money into the envelope every time. And then the last thing I want you to do is just forget about that that money exists. Forget about that cash is even there. Do not touch it until you are pursuing your entrepreneurial dreams and working for yourself. So you might be thinking like, well, how much do I save? Which kind of is the magic question. But the answer to that really depends on your appetite for risk. And what I mean by that is, is how comfortable you feel in having um, not a lot of money or like kind of living on savings. It also depends really on whether you want a part-time job when you're pursuing your entrepreneurial career. So a lot of people do take on a part-time job to supplement. That can be a great way to help you start your business. For me, I had about six months of savings set aside to cover my basic costs, um, things like rent, food, really basic bills, phone, like car insurance, gas, stuff like that. And um, I also had a part-time job. So I quit my nine to five and took a part-time job that also supplemented that income because I was like super scared to not have any money. Um, And it gave me space and time to work on my business because it was still a part-time job, right? So even though I did have enough money, it was incredibly stressful not having a regular paycheck every two weeks with like the same reliable number that I knew and expected with like little benefits and health insurance and stuff like that coming out. So um, I had a ton of money blocks. I believe almost everyone does. Uh, We have limiting money beliefs that really can just freak us out when we don't know where the next paycheck is going to come from. So the more you can feel secure now in your financial situation, given that you're probably thinking about quitting your job sometime soon, um, the more comfortable you are with the money that you've saved, the more comfortable you will be when you become an entrepreneur and start that business or side hustle, because you will have more time and energy to focus towards your creativity and all your um, business things that you're doing. And you won't have to think and stress about the financial aspects that come along with that. So the second thing that um, you want to think about before quitting your nine to five is relationships and managing your key relationships when you are thinking about quitting your nine to five is really essential So think about like, who do you share space with? Are you married or are you in a relationship? Romantic partners are invaluable in starting a business. I cannot stress this enough. They are the ones that are most closely impacted by your decision to quit the nine to five. So it's really important that you keep them in the loop and um, just ensure that they're on board with your decision because it's going to impact their life as well. Um, And I felt that when I was really respectful about that with my husband, like the dividends paid off and continue to keep paying off. Your romantic partner is going to be the one that will support you. They're going to love you, give you a hug when you need it, when the days are really hard and long. So you want to be on the same page about this. So two years ago when I quit my corporate job, my husband was absolutely incredible and so supportive beyond anything I could have expected. 
and really supported my decision. So here's a step-by-step of how you can kind of communicate with your significant other and kind of really get them on board about pursuing your dreams. So the first thing I did was I made a PowerPoint um, with the plan for my next year. So I laid out all of my reasons for quitting my job and the reasons why I was so called to be an entrepreneur and why I just felt that like now was the time. I outlined that financial plan that I just talked about and I had planned to get a part-time job to supplement my savings. So I laid all of that out. I think I even put to like the degree of like a a weekly um, budget or like a weekly income statement um, to give him a visual. I detailed my goals. I pointed out that things might not always go according to plan and that there will be challenges. I asked for his support, you know, on that slide. I can remember specifically um, that I would need his help. Then I typed all of this up and I kind of put it in the perspective that this um, this whole journey of me starting my business would help us long term. Like I kind of put it with like a long term life perspective, if that makes sense. And it that the fact that it would help us create a wonderfully abundant life for us and our future children. So kind of tying him into it, I wasn't just saying like, I'm going to go chase my dreams. It's cool if you're there, but like, whatever. It's like, no, this is a life we're creating and I want to make it great for both of us. And then I presented the PowerPoint to him. So I was a data analyst. I told you this. I PowerPoints and data really used to speak to me. And my husband is an engineer. So like this kind of way <laughs> to communicate really connected with us. If it's not your jam, then by all means, adapt it to a certain situation, like make a movie out of it, like make like a cute slideshow or I don't know, like a graphic cartoon. However, it's going to land for you and your significant other is going to be the best way to do this. Um, Just putting it out there that this is how I did it, you know, spreadsheets and all that PowerPoints are pretty easy. So it went amazing and he was has been incredible ever since I started my entrepreneur journey. And I think the main reason for this is that I included him in the process from day one, like T minus zero days. Um, we've been in it together and we've continued to keep the communication really transparent. So the other thing I want to say is even though we aren't business partners, I think it's really important to kind of look at the relationship as important as a business relationship because um, my success is his success and the other way around. And the business success is something that we both celebrate. So it is a joint partnership, even though, you know, my name is technically on the LLC paperwork. So run your decision to quit your nine to five past your significant other. I promise it will pay massive dividends. The third thing I want you to think about before quitting your nine to five is can you squeeze any remaining value out of your nine to five? I wanted to quit my nine to five corporate job for a long, long time. I knew that where I was, I was limited in the things that I could learn about in this office job but I looked for opportunities to develop skills that I knew would build and help achieve my business goals. 
Um, so let me give you an example here. Um, about six months before I quit my corporate job, I was given the opportunity to give presentations to auditoriums of 200 people. It was absolutely terrifying at the time, I'm not going to lie, but learning the skill of public speaking was incredibly invaluable. I am doing public speaking now. I have a YouTube channel. I have multiple social media channels where I speak to the camera um, and communicate my message. So the public speaking skills didn't exactly help me file my LLC paperwork or anything like that, but it helped me find the confidence in speaking up and communicating succinctly in a way that people wanted to listen to. And this experience ultimately has helped me show up online um, and do what I'm doing right now. So to you, I want to ask, is there a way in your current job that you can find opportunities to grow and expand? So maybe this is offering to help your manager out with budgets. Um, maybe you can take a customer-facing task or a duty that you get to learn, you know, how people talk. Um, you can maybe learn a little bit more about, like, what do people actually want to buy? Like, why are they engaging with the business of the company that you're in? Maybe it's something like answering phone calls, which can seem really tedious, but also very valuable because you get to learn how to engage with people, how to connect with people, especially, you know, if you have different backgrounds. And then you also can help influence the decisions they make. So that's all incredibly valuable things that you can be doing in your job right now to help you get to where you want to be. So whatever it is, I bet that there is probably some way to squeeze the value out of your current job in a way that is really going to benefit your entrepreneurial career. Find out what it is, learn as much as you can before moving on and quitting. The fourth thing that I want to talk about today is a skills gap. Okay, so in a perfect world, we all have lots and lots of money um, when we're starting our businesses and for several years we can take our time before the crazy money starts pouring in um, and our efforts begin to pay off. In reality, and certainly from my experience, starting a business and being self-employed is a long haul and it can certainly take a minute before things take off, before you land on that magic formula and you just blow up and find really what you're being called to here. It can be really hard some days to keep going, especially if the money isn't coming in right away. And entrepreneurship is a lifestyle as well as a career. It's a big commitment. It's amazing. It's freaking fantastic. And it's something, one of the most important things that you can do if you're called to it. You know, it's incredibly fulfilling. Before I quit my job, I did like a skills analysis, um, an assessment, let's say an assessment. I assessed my current skill set based on a host of skills that I knew to be important in entrepreneurship and starting a business. So let's say things like confidence, networking, discipline, grit, resourcefulness, what else? Determination, sales, like I knew all of these things were 
kind of like the intangibles of having a business that would be really helpful for me. Um, and based on what, you know, I kind of thought was important for starting a business, I compared to the things that I had experience in and what I was comfortable doing. And something that I immediately identified was that I was uncomfortable in sales. I always used to squirm at sales. I would avoid salespeople in the store, like in the mall, you know, sometimes they come up to you and I would just like, oh, avoid eye contact. It was so weird for me and I don't know why, but I think a lot of people are really freaked out by sales. But I knew if I need to make my own money that I would need to be comfortable making sales and talking about what I was doing and talking about the price that I was charging and all of this. And it became really clear to me that this was something, a skill that I needed moving forward. And this is where I made another pretty radical decision after quitting my nine to five. And that was to work in sales to develop these valuable skills um, that would serve me in my business. So I had heard that, you know, a bunch of successful people that I looked up to had started as door-to-door salespeople. So I'm talking your Tony Robbins, right? Like massive names, Grant Cardone, um, Sarah Blakely, Mark Cuban, like ultra, ultra successful people in their own right, in their own industries. And I figured that if they started doing it, then like, and there was like kind of a trend with all these people, I was like, there must be something to it. So sign me up, I'm, <laughs> I'm going door knocking. Um, and I worked in door-to-door sales for eight months not going to lie. It felt like eight years because it is just such, um, it is like such an experience. Like you learn so much so quickly and being self-employed in sales was the best training for starting a business that I could have ever hoped for. Um, I learned discipline, the importance of bringing good energy to interactions. I learned how to talk to all kinds of different people from different financial backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, just random people. I was literally knocking on their doors and making sales to. So like that really helped me get a succinct message. And again, kind of links back to the confidence and the public speaking um, because you only have like 30 seconds really to like hook someone and like get their attention. Um, I learned budgeting, like time management, waking up early, like putting in the time, all these things. So I get that it's not for everyone. And you might be listening to this and being like, holy cow, I will never do that. You're a freak. Sometimes I take things too far. And um, that's totally fine. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. Find another way to fill a skills gap that you think you have. But whatever you skills that you want to develop, figure out what they are. And then maybe think, How can you find that in another way? If it's not in your current position, then maybe can you take a part-time job that can fill that gap for you? For example, um, maybe it's social media and copywriting that you want to get really good at. Maybe you can take a part-time job as like the social media manager for a local nonprofit. Another one would be like, maybe you're really uncomfortable networking with people and talking with people then maybe you can just join a social, a new social club that puts you out of your comfort zone. If it's discipline that you want to develop, you know, maybe it's going to the gym. So it doesn't have to be a crazy life-changing thing to develop these skills, but 
it takes a little bit of effort to kind of plan it out and just kind of fill those gaps. So when you start your entrepreneurial journey, if you choose to go full time into it, you have a head start because you've figured out these skills in the meantime. Um, the fourth thing, I think I'm on the fourth, is have a plan. And this, no, this is the fifth thing. This is the fifth thing we're talking about. Um, planning for success from the outset of your entrepreneur career will give you so much more chance of achieving it. Planning for success, having the structure, laying the groundwork is maybe like one of the most important things that I'm going to say. <laughs> um, plan how you will spend your days, right? Because if you are coming from a nine to five corporate job, then you've never really had control of your time, right? You've had meetings scheduled constantly. You have, you know, co-workers coming in and giving you work and managers coming in and talking to you. Like it's, it might be rare that you've actually had a full day to be like, how am I going to structure this today? And that was really a huge shift for me when I started as an entrepreneur was like, what am I going to do today? Like, I can't sleep in until 11am. Like I can't just while away the hours, like having a leisurely breakfast and then a coffee and all these things and seeing friends. It, it really took me discipline to figure out what specifically I wanted to accomplish every day. And then I chunked it into hourly, um, like basically like a timetable or, or a schedule. So how do you want to spend time working in your business? Do you want to work a part-time job to supplement your income? If so, how many hours a day is that going to take? Cool. How many other hours does that leave? And how many hours is it going to take to do the business things you want to do, but also like move your body and work out, also eat healthy, see friends and family and literally write this down, write the, write the schedule on the wall, have it in front of your desk. I did this for many, many years and literally would be like, okay, 9.30, what am I doing? And then I would like scroll to, well, not scroll, then I would look at my schedule. The other thing is entrepreneurship is going to take up a lot of time. If you let it, it doesn't have to, but it tends to become your main thing quickly. And you want to make sure that you're scheduling in time with family and friends because you want to have balance. This is something that I wish I knew sooner because I often didn't have the balance. I was working long hours and really overdoing things and not necessarily helping myself in the process have balanced scheduling the fun because that is what life is all about. Let's be real. Um, the other thing to think about is when you're kind of putting this plan into action is how long is your savings going to last you before you need to start working again? You know, if you want to go, if you want to go full-time entrepreneur and just live off savings, how long can you realistically do that? And then you know, if you get to the end of that time, consider the jobs that you would be willing to work to supplement the income to help you kind of stay afloat financially while you're achieving your dreams. Um, this is just like a really interesting thought experiment to kind of help address any of those money blocks that you might be having. And depending on what your appetite for risk is, it might be helpful to have a plan B. Um, a plan B is I'm, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to include this, 
but I did because everyone is different and a plan B can make you just feel a lot better if you're like, if, it, if quitting my nine to five and going into entrepreneurship isn't for me, then I have a solid plan B. And that can be amazing if it makes you feel good. What I would say is a plan B can be an easy out. You know, it can make you think, well, if it doesn't work out, then I'm just going to give up, throw in the towel, forget about my dreams and go back to what I was doing or go back to this plan B. Um, I will say that at this point of the journey, I'm so far along that I, I think I have successfully, don't know if that's the right word, worked myself out of my plan B. And I'm okay with that because it gives me more motivation and more determination to go hard on plan A because this is, this is where I'm at. This is the decision I've made and like plan A is going to work out for me. So that's, um, that's kind of two sides of the coin on the plan B. Always plan for success, right? Because so often when we're doing new things, we're stretching out of our comfort zones. We always jump to that worst case scenario. And then the fear creeps in and then we convince ourselves that our dreams are silly and what are we doing? We're not good anyway. Why try? I'm only going to fail. All of these things that I feel like are pretty universal start to creep in and that just kills our creative flow like nothing else. Plan for success. What will your life look like when everything has worked out for your wildest most amazing, abundant life that you could ever imagine. Think about it, visualize it, you know, what will happen if you succeed? Because you will think about that and then take the steps to get there. Because after all, you know, this is your life. This is your dream life that you are chasing. You are going after your dreams. And I sincerely hope that this has helped you think about things to consider before quitting your nine to five job. So if you are thinking about quitting and going into entrepreneurship, then I wish you so much joy and abundance. It really is a fantastic journey. I have loved my journey. I sincerely hope the same for you. And I also recognize that creating your life, your dream life, exactly how you want through entrepreneurship isn't always easy and it isn't always, you know, a matter of watching one video and like going all in. Um, so doing that doesn't have to stop here. So I invite you to keep going and download my abundant life guide. I have full of affirmations and journal prompts. It's going to help you find your unique skills, unleash the confidence you have within yourself and get really clear on what kind of business you want to start. So you can grab that link below. It's going to be in the notes. And if you're someone who wants a little more personalized assistance, kind of stepping into your power, owning who you are and manifesting your ultimate dreams, then I invite you to check out my coaching offers at www.herhandlebars.com. And thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait for you to put these into practice, into play in your business. And I just, I'm so excited to watch your business grow beyond your wildest dreams. Have a very peaceful day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Imposter Women. You can visit the episode description to find all of the show notes from today's episode. We'd love if you would send us your weekly win at imposterwomen at gmail.com. 
and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help others find this community. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to help you chase your dreams unapologetically. See you on the next episode of Imposter Women.